Hello, everybody. I'm not going to start with the singing today because I just, um, I don't feel like it. I don't, you know, it's funny when I, when I start these things, I feel like I often just kind of, I'll open the voice recording app and I'll just kind of like threaten, excuse me, threaten myself with pressing it. And then kind of out of nowhere, as if my own hand is not attached to my own brain, I just kind of like hit the button. And I'm like, oh, we're on. We're live. Except not. Um, But I hope everyone had a great week. Um, As you can tell, because I'm sure everyone was really concerned. Last week, I feel like I was going through some sort of like an allergy. Not crisis, but just like an allergy situation. Um, Usually like the last week of August towards the first week of September, uh, when it kind of starts raining, but then it's still kind of hot every once in a while. Like basically every three hours, we enter a new sort of climate system, ecosystem. I really like that word ecosystem. I'm going to name the pod- this episode of the podcast ecosystem, and I hope that I'm able to kind of work it in uh, throughout the episode. But if I, if I don't, um, and this podcast is called ecosystem and it makes no sense, that's fine. So I'm actually I'm making that note right now. I'm calling this file ecosystem. And you know what? It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, anyway, what I was saying is I was having an allergy situation. So now I sound back 100%. I just sound like I have a, a regular sinus infection, which is just my voice, as opposed to a sinus infection with a little bit of allergies on top. You know, it kind of is harder for people to tell that I'm sick because... As I just mentioned, I sound sick just talking normally and not like in a good way. Like, wow, you sound sick. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm a good singer. No, 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 no. I sound unwell, um, in need of like hot tea with maybe a bit of, a bit of honey, uh, which I've actually, someone told me once, I can't remember who, someone told me that if you put enough or if you put honey in like hot enough water, it turns into poison. And it is one of those things where it's like, I will believe it or not based on who, who is telling me this information, not based on like any facts. Like, you know those things that you just, you, like you heard it one time from one person in one place somewhere and you like kind of trust the person enough that like it is, it is just a fact. It has cemented itself as a fact in your brain for all eternity. Something someone told you 10 years ago, and I could barely tell you what I had for dinner two hours ago. But not only do I remember this fact about the honey, but I have just believed it. Nary a Google search, nary a, you know, there was a while when I was in school, I had access to certain academic databases. I never typed in keyword honey, keyword hot water, keyword poison turning. Like not once. So I'm actually going to do that now. We're going to dispel. We're going to start and spread and or stop the spread of this rumor right now. Honey in hot water. Uh, Let's see. Turns out honey should never be warmed, cooked, or heated under any condition. This is from an article in 2020, which is definitely what the scientists should have been studying in 2020. I'm glad that that's what was happening. Also, this was at least 
10 years before or after I had heard this fact. So I'm ahead of Google. Um, and of course, I'm reading the, the paragraph or the sentence that I just read you was from, you know, I want to make sure everyone gets properly credited. It was from healthshots.com. And it was just the box that came up immediately at the top of Google when I typed in honey and hot water. And yeah. Yes, there are a few potential side effects. This is from bebodywise.com. There are a few potential side effects of drinking honey with warm water. It may cause AMA in the body with the same effects as poison. AMA is a condition where the mucus and toxicity of the body increase, causing many diseases. Um, I'm going to be really honest. I'm just kind of saying words, or reading words, rather. I don't know what all that means, but um, I've put honey in tea enough times that it's like, am I really going to stop now? It's like all the stuff that comes out about, you know, a certain fast food chain that, you know, their ice cream, when it works, has like a chemical in it that makes it not melt. Um, I've read about that same fast food chain. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to like disparage the good name of said restaurant, but I've heard that they soak their meat and bleach um, or like ammonium or something. But at this point, like I've been eating it my entire life and will continue to. And when I meet my demise, whether that be in a minute from now or in the year 2100, I don't know that I could blame that restaurant, you know? Or could I? Or could I? I'm sitting down in my standard beanbag chair. It is 7.41 p.m., which I, I, in the last little bit, I feel like I've, I've more so recorded these in the a.m., but don't worry, I'm still drinking my ritual coffee. I've kind of shaken it up a little bit. I would normally just go for like a, a hot coffee, just black, no cream, no sugar, no anything. But we are going into the fall season. Um, and yesterday I did buy from Costco two large containers of iced coffee. I was thrilled to see that that was something that they offered. Um, actually yesterday was the first time that I really went to Costco, like with the intent of spending money. If that makes sense. Like normally I would go either as a proxy of my larger familial unit with like a list in hand, or I would go physically with my, you know, like a, like family and, and just buying like, you know, the boring stuff like bread and chicken and I would really try and avoid those like couple aisles with the snacks, with like the spicy dill pickle almonds. And like I would like have to drag myself out of the, the hummus, you know, the dip section without buying something because I want to buy all of it. For whatever reason, yesterday I woke up and I said, you know what? It's September. Let's spend some money. So I really like indulged and I went in to the snack aisle. I didn't, I, I, I limited myself. It was kind of like one item per category. So, you know, there were some rules to my game. Also, I have a life hack. So for the past little bit, like if I want to see like what snacks Costco is offering or whatever, I'll go on their website. Cause you can do like a, um, like a, like a delivery thing. 
And I think like most delivery services, the price that they show you is like inflated from the price that would be like just on the regular store. So I'm so used to looking at like what a bag of spicy dill pickle almonds costs if you order it for delivery that when I went in store yesterday and saw the price, if I just picked it off the shelf and took it to the checkout, I was like, this is so cheap. I was like, everything is just so, like I really, for for 45 minutes there, I was living in a society in which inflation has not dug its claws into. And it was quite, like it was it was amazing. So do that. It takes about four months of priming yourself with the um, inflated prices, with the delivery prices. But once you've really, you know, cons- like come to terms with a bag of spicy dill pickle almonds, you know, costing you $25, which is just nuts. That's literally a quarter of $100, but whatever. Once you've come to terms with that, and then you go in store, and they're only like 16 or 17 it might not be that drastic of a price difference, but you know what I mean? It was, it was a noticeable price difference. You'll just, you'll just be thrilled. You'll be like, oh my gosh. And then the problem is you'll buy everything, which I almost did and then sort of reverted back. But anyway, perusing the aisles of Costco, got my iced coffee. Um, and why I mentioned this at all was I am drinking said iced coffee in a mug. I think I liked the idea of a mug. I also, for a split second, thought like, I kind of want like a hot coffee, uh, which is a problem because I bought, I bought so much iced coffee. So I almost put my iced coffee in the microwave and I just thought that there was something wrong with that. Like the microwave is not the ecosystem for the, the I know, iced coffee to exist. But I didn't stop there because normally I would. I would just do hot coffee, iced coffee, go and live my life. But I went, I went further. I put more effort and more energy into this 7 p.m., really closer to 8 p.m. coffee experience. I don't know if I talked about this last week. I think I did. But I ordered a pumpkin cheesecake syrup. It's, I think it's called like a coffee syrup. I think you could put it in whatever. I don't know if you want to put it in your yogurt or like put it on a spoon and then sip it. I don't know. But do whatever feels right. What felt right to me today is putting it in my iced coffee. So that syrup arrived a couple of days ago from Amazon. I'm getting a bit better at like ordering food on Amazon. Not better in the sense that I was doing a poor job at it, but better in the sense of just mentally feeling more at ease with consuming something that came to me via mail, which I totally get it. Like thinking of it now, I'm pretty sure that's how like 99% of food arrives at the grocery store is via some sort of a mailing system or at least like trucks. Anyway, all of this to say, really enjoying the syrup. It is a little bit sweet. Like I think I could have done with more of the actual, it's a good balance of pumpkin and cheesecake. I think they got that right, but I feel like I'll add more to get the pumpkin cheesecake flavor, but then I have to put up with the intense sweetness of the sugar part. So I don't, I don't know that I'm explaining that correctly. Um, I think once I start uh, being a judge on Chopped, which I didn't, I didn't want to announce it early, but it's happening. I'm going to be a judge um, on the Chopped Food Network show. So I think once I do that for a couple seasons, I'll start getting a bit more of a. Um, 
vocabulary in terms of describing flavor profiles. But for now, I'm getting notes of pumpkin and cheesecake, but I'm also getting notes of sickeningly sweet. Um, I think it's like a fake, like a aspartame or something that has been created in a lab um, that will end me in a lab. But you know what I mean? Highly recommend. And then I do finish off the coffee with a, um, I have the pumpkin spice seasoning blend, which my question with pumpkin spice is it like the actual, like when you go to the baking aisle and it's like that alphabetized list or, or like section of seasonings, like when you go LMNOP, you stop at P and you get the pumpkin spice seasoning, like the, I guess it's called, it's like seasoning, but seasoning makes me think of garlic powder. Like what is what is it called? Spice mix? That sounds a bit better. It doesn't taste like pumpkin, right? Like, like the pumpkin spice powder, for lack of a better word. Like, it's not supposed to taste like pumpkin, is it? Or I think it's, I think it's technically called like pumpkin pie spice. Like, does that taste like pumpkin or is that supposed to taste like what a pumpkin pie tastes like? Or what makes pumpkin turn into a pie? I'm really getting in to the, to the weeds here and it's not even Thanksgiving time. That'll be for next month's episodes, um, which if anyone's confused, we do Thanksgiving in like October here. And by here, I'm in Canada. I don't know why. I don't know whose idea that was. It, it seems a little early, but I'm going to be really honest. Like I actually appreciate it because I think in the States, they have Thanksgiving like the end of November, and that just feels really late to me. Like that, like we, I, I'm already singing Christmas carols at that point. So I do appreciate that in Canada, like we do it, I think it's usually like second week of October. So we do that. And then there's a couple weeks for it to just be about Halloween. And then come November 1st, we're sprinting to Christmas within the ecosystem. I think, I think, I think Halloween being in October or sorry, Thanksgiving being in October is a better placement in the ecosystem of autumnal holidays when compared to the American holiday ecosystem of it being placed at the end of November. In this essay, I will dot, dot, dot. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Well, now that I spent 15 minutes essentially talking about the beverage I made to record this episode, I now found myself, find myself halfway through it. Um, and not to brag, but I did make a list of some things that I wanted to talk about. I would say this week, more than most, I was thinking of things that I thought, oh, you know what? That's actually a really fun thing to talk about on the episode. I'm going to write that down. And of course I didn't. And then I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning last night and could sleep and was like, okay, let me, while I'm here, while I'm not doing anything, I actually think not being able to sleep in the middle of the night is like top 10 worst things that can happen to someone. Maybe top 25, because like there's literally nothing you can do. You're just staring at the wall thinking of never anything positive. Like it's never like, oh, it's 2.30 a.m. and I can't go back to sleep. And I'm going to think about all of the best things that have ever happened to me. No, it's like, let me think of all the most embarrassing things I've ever done. Let me have a countdown of how many hours of sleep I'm not going to get 
because I'm wasting my time not sleeping. And I don't know, like, it's, it's just the worst. It's the worst. Top 25, I'm telling you, potentially top 10. In the ecosystem of bad things that happened, that can happen to a human, I don't know, it's in there. It's somewhere in there. But the number one thing that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention, and I'll explain how I came to this, but I was out of town. I was overseas. Um, not really, like, not overseas as in, as in I was in Europe. I was just, I took a ferry about an hour distance from where I currently was to an island, Okay. Um, so I went on a tropical island vacation, except it was not a tropical island. It was basically Vancouver, but an island. That's a hint as to where I went. Um, and I went into a Walmart, as people do. And it was just... Actually, no, no, no. I went into two Walmarts that day. And they were both... Could not have been more different from each other. And it got me thinking, they will really put a Walmart in any shape any layout, any format of a building, and make it work. No two Walmarts are the same. In the ecosystem of Walmart, they do not have standards as for like, like having like a standardized type of building. Most stores, you go in, and yeah, there's going to be like a little bit of variation, but like you can kind of, like if you're familiar enough with one store, you can go to the same store in a couple towns over, and it's like kind of the same idea, sort of, kind of. Like, the aisles are kind of in different, in the same places. Like, the bakery, like, if it's, like, a like a full, like, supermarket. Like, the bakery is usually next to, like, the meat or whatever. Like, it's all sort of the same. Walmart, they will take whatever real estate they can get. Some Walmarts have two floors. I've been in a Walmart that has three floors. I've been in a Walmart that has no floors. I've been in a Walmart that has... We'll sell you vegetables. There's some Walmarts that don't sell you vegetables. There's some Walmarts that are super centers. There's some Walmarts that are still like purple with the with the star in in between the wall and the mart. I'm also very interested in the origin of the name Walmart. Mart, kind of self-explanatory, but is wall someone's name? Is it an acronym? Because it's not W-A-L-L Mart. It's W-A-L Mart. I would like some clarification on that. Um, some Walmarts look like Value Villages, and some Walmarts look like Whole Foods. Some of them have escalators, some of them do not. Some of them have full barber shops operating businesses at the front. Some of them will have a Subway, they'll be at McDonald's, they'll be at Tim Hortons. Some of them, you're lucky if you can even buy that, like, packet of potato wedges, which is, like, the best food ever. You know what I'm talking about where like it's like the clear like the deli bag with the handle. Mm. So good. Some Walmart's have you can there's there's a full like cake display, full bakery. There's the bakers there with the hats and everything. And some Walmart's you're lucky if you can buy a stale six pack of muffins. Like they will adapt to whatever their surroundings are. And I think we have two options. We can be confused by that. Well, we three options. We can be confused by that. We can celebrate that and take it as a lesson in adapting and just working with what we, you were given. Or you can go option number three, which is what I'm choosing to do, which is talk about on your podcast. No, you can 
do both. All of the above options A and B, options 1 and 2. However, I listed it previously. I truly can't remember. But you can do both. I'm going to be confused by it, but I'm also going to admire it. Because that's kind of that's kind of cool. Also, I've been getting into great value versions of stuff. I didn't really know this before, but Walmart has their their like brand, their their no-name brand, their um like with the Walmart brand, the great value brand, and they make like duplicates of things, like copycat versions of things, and they're really good. They have like a Ritz cracker version that's pretty good. They have like some cookies in the great value brand that are pretty good. For whatever reason, I never really again, all of this whole this a theme of this episode is me trusting, other than it being about ecosystems, is me kind of coming to terms with different methods of getting food in society. You know, like I mentioned before, I'm getting better at ordering food on Amazon. I'm also getting better at trusting the great value brand. For whatever reason, I just didn't... Like, it just looked kind of weird, you know? Like, the font... I think the 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 old great value logo, like, something about the font just rubbed me the wrong way. But they've since changed the font. And I'm... I'm ready to go. But I am going to Google why is it called Walmart. And they used to spell it with a, with a space in between the wall and the mart. Now it's just one big word. Hmm. I'm not... This seems very low to me. As of Halloween of last year, October 31st, 2022, Walmart has 10,586 stores. That sounds really low. It's like a bit embarrassing. Why is it called Walmart? JC Penney was involved. Hmm. Something about Arkansas. Huh. Anyway, I don't know. I don't. I have no answer for you. But I. I was just. It was just a thought. It was just a thought that I had. Um. Okay. Let me refer back to my list. Oh, I have something very important that we need to discuss. I've talked about this before. How. Well, not specifically, but I'm sure I've talked about different food trends before. How everyone's saying you got to put, you know, this on that. You got to try this mixed with that. You know, put this in the freezer and it tastes better. You know, don't refrigerate your ketchup. Shake the bottle three times. Throw in some salt. Put it in a blender with kale. Drink it, and it's the best thing you ever had. You know, there's these different food trends, and I, I have a theory as to why these kind of travel as fast as they do. Now, I'm going to be specifically talking about the, and this is apparently a trend that I've heard. I have not seen this be a trend, but I've heard, you know, via word of mouth. Cottage cheese and mustard. Apparently, we're supposed to be dipping, using that as a, as a condiment, dipping cottage cheese and mustard, like vegetables with vegetables or whatever. And I said, okay, this is just, <laughs> like, like this seems like a trend for, like, 
no offense, like a retirement village. Like, how is cottage cheese now trending? The first thing I thought was I was happy for the cottage cheese makers because they probably have been like ridiculed. And like, I just imagine if you're a kid and you're like the family business is making cottage cheese, like the last 20 years hasn't been kind to you. Um, I didn't choose 20 for any specific reason, but I just feel like it's not like a cool thing to do. Like we make cottage cheese. Well, apparently, and I'm not on Tic Tac, I'll occasionally look at a YouTube short, which is like YouTube's for, it's basically the great value version of TikTok within the YouTube app. So when I'm, you know, checking to make sure that I still have no, no followers or views or anything on my, um, nobody asked for this podcast, uh, YouTube page that no one's ever looked at ever, um, I'm just, you know, double checking to see if maybe today was the day that I got discovered. Hasn't been so far, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be. Fingers crossed in the ecosystem. But um, while I'm on there, I'll sometimes look at a YouTube short, but I don't really know what's happening. But apparently cottage cheese is trending. Um, So it's probably going to sell out soon because I really don't think they're making cottage cheese to the level of which they need it to be. If all the TikTok people are going to start running to the dairy aisle and getting like whole milk curd, full curd cottage cheese to then be mixing with mustard and dipping chicken apple sausages in. Like I just, I'm, I'm very confused. I have not Googled it. And here's the thing, everyone, you do, a, a, a thesis of this podcast is you do whatever, whatever feels right to you. If you want to be dipping cottage cheese in, in a vat of mustard mixing it with your celery, like, and that works for you, lovely, like, so happy for you, truly, don't let me stop you, I do, I do some weird stuff myself, but I think the problem is, people hear that, and they think, oh, that's gonna be gross, like, who would do that, yuck, and then they try it, and they confuse it not being bad for it being good, you know, you hear a combination, a combination such as that, and you think, oh, that's going to be disgusting. But, like, all it is is cheese and mustard, like, two flavors that are not in itself, like, gross, and you've just mixed it together. Like, in my mind, that's the, the face of mediocrity would be cottage cheese and mustard. There, like, there's no flavor. Mustard has a little bit of, like, a something, but, like, really, there's no flavor. There's no, there's no seasoning. You can maybe, you know, throw a couple shakes of like a Trader Joe's something just for some flavor. But like if you if you try that and it's not bad, don't don't be fooled. Something not being bad does not mean it's good. It just means it's not bad. It's like when people were putting mustard on watermelon, like watermelon, which I love, doesn't have that strong of a flavor. Mustard, it doesn't have that negative of a flavor. So when you put something that doesn't taste bad on something that doesn't really taste like much, of course it's not going to taste bad. It's not like you're going to be like, like. But then you try it and you're like, oh, this is kind of good. No, 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 it's not good. It's just not bad. I've said some very stupid things on this podcast, and I don't think this is one of them. I really think we've, we've gotten confused. We're confusing something not being bad with being good, especially when your expectation is this is going to be terrible, then you try it and it's not bad. You're like, oh, well, this is really good. It's not good. It's just not bad. Now, I understand like, that this tirade is inherently 
negative because, you know, I don't want to be convincing people that things they thought they loved, they actually didn't love, you know? So if you, if you tried the cottage cheese and the mustard and it's what you've been bringing for lunch the past six weeks or however long, I don't know, it takes a while for stuff to get to the YouTube shorts. Um, if that's your journey, again, don't let me stop you. But if you have yet to try it, I just think in general, we really need to to sit back and, and think, is this good or is it just not bad? I don't know. Also, I feel like it's the beginning of September. We're heading towards the middle of September and um, I, I just really want to close out this show with letting you know that if the products in the Apple ecosystem, another point, the Apple, in, in the Apple ecosystem that you own start glitching, which mine has, hunker down. They're, they're going to be coming for us hard this month because I was using my phone the other day for like a simple Google search trying to see you know, probably along the lines of if honey mixed with water is poisonous, you know, something like that, whatever the hell I Googled. Do you ever realize, do you ever like sit down and you're just on your phone and you realize you've been Googling stuff for like three hours, but then if someone asked you what you were doing, you genuinely like don't remember. You're like, I don't know. I was like on Google and they're like, what were you Googling? And you're like, I, I don't know. And it like seems like you're being sketchy, but like you were, you were, I was just literally Googling like, when does Wendy's like change the next frosty flavor? Like just benign. But anyway, my phone was glitching. They did not want to tell me when Wendy's was changing the next frosty flavor. And then I realized like, oh, I Googled it. Oh, I, I couldn't Google it. But then when my phone started working again and it unfroze, frozen three, I Googled my, you know, is the new iPhone coming out? And apparently it's coming out in, in a matter of weeks. So hunker down, hold on for dear life. Don't fall for it. Do not fall for it. We got this. We're stronger than this. Um, and I just, if maybe you have a newer edition of the iPhone than me um, and your phone has not, they haven't unleashed the virus on the lineup, on the model phone that you have, just know it's coming for you. But the th- good thing about Apple or sorry, the not bad thing about Apple, I don't want to confuse not bad with good, the not bad thing about Apple is they do have mercy on you come like mid-October, closer to November. And then around Christmas time, they're like, no, we're going to release more viruses because we want you to get a new phone for Christmas. But they do give you like like respite, you know? It's not just virus, 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 because in order for them to have customers, they do actually have to have a functioning product. Um, so they can't just, it can't just be 24-7 your phone not working or else they're probably scared that you're going to switch to Android. Although they train you to be dumb and have, you know, no knowledge of how to use a phone that's not an iPhone. At least that is what happened in my case. I picked up a Samsung the other day. Could not, like I couldn't make a phone call. I didn't know what button to press. It was all too complicated. I'm sure you know, easy to figure out at some point, but I, I just think Apple makes everything so simple that when you pick up a Samsung, you're like, what the hell? Like, you're just confused. Anyway, I don't know if any of that made sense, but the, but the thesis is just don't fall for it.
reboot your phone, reset it as many times as you have to till October. I, I will be rooting, rebooting my phone till October. But I'm not falling for it. Because what happens is then you buy the new iPhone and then you have like 11 months before the next one comes out and then you're just back in the same... Like, it, it's not like they only release the virus and they've pretty much confirmed. If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, they basically, Apple has said like, yes, when a new iPhone comes out, we virus, <laughs> like we infect the older phones with a virus that makes them slower so that you are incentivized to buy our new product. They have said that. I don't know if this is like a honey situation where I heard someone say that once and I just kind of believed it, but I'm pretty sure I looked into this and they have, they have in a, in a roundabout way, maybe not so directly, I don't know the exact verbiage that they use, but they have said, like we basically virus your phones. I know virus isn't a verb, but you know what I mean. And I've bought a new, I've gotten, I, th- I think this is my, this is my fourth, my fourth iPhone in 10 years, which is actually not so bad. I think I had my first phone for two years. My second phone for like four or five. My third phone for another three. And then this phone for two. Did that make sense? No, it didn't. Anyway, literally no one cares about this. Um, I'm talking about my iPhones, like I'm talking about like, (laughs) like life partnerships, but you know what I mean? Actually, I don't even know what I mean. So scratch that. But either way, don't fall for it because it's literally the same software. Like you get a new phone and you're like, oh, this is so fun. I have a new phone. The camera looks a little bit better, which PS, I can't ever get a new phone because I've tried the new cameras in the Apple store. Like in the, when you go to the actual physical store, I look terrible in the new camera. My, my camera now is at the perfect blurriness that like I almost look decent. Almost. So whatever, whatever filter they're injecting in the ecosystem of the Apple camera lenses, like I, I need to just stop at whatever generation iPhone I have, which I think is like the 10. I only, I don't have the stovetop camera I also held on to my home button. I had the iPhone 8 for like, I think like three years. Like, like I, was whole, I had a home button for a couple years longer than most just because I, I, I wanted to. See, the problem with not having a co-host for this is there's no one to tell me like, hey, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Like, I have no... Like, it's all just in my head. With very little to no planning. But the upside, the good part, which I think this is actually good, not just not bad, is I have no listeners as well. So, like, my amount of co-hosts equals my amount of listeners, which I don't think many podcasts can say that that is the case, that that formula is their reality. So it doesn't really matter because no one's going to hear this anyway. But like if, you know, if let's say one day someone accidentally clicks something wrong or like their phone, it's like September 12th and their phone is glitching and, you know, Apple decides to like play my podcast as opposed to like the other podcast called the Nobody Asked for This Podcast that actually has listeners. Like I want that person to 
in a frustrating time where they can't properly use their phone. I want them to be entertained. So I like to think that like I kind of make sense, maybe sort of kind of sometimes. Um, but again, there's no one that listens to this, at least live, as I'm doing it to tell me like what? Or like, because the number, the number one question I get from people is, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> or the worst is where someone will laugh seemingly laugh at a joke I'm telling and then be like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> My biggest fear in life, and I don't, I don't know that I would ever be told this, so I'm not, it's not something I actively fear, but like, I just, there's something in my gut that tells me everyone is just like fake laughing at me. You know? Like, I'll, I'll just, you know, be living my life, I'll tell a joke and people laugh and I think, oh my God, I'm so funny. But then I am always thinking like, wait, was that just like, were they just like saying that? And and this is making me sound like a crazy person, like in, insecure about like this and that. Like I don't actually actively think about this all the time, but it's just like the biggest plot twist of my life would be that no one actually genuinely laughed at anything I said ever. And we were all just, just playing along. And again, there's not really a way in which I could find out that information because that's not how life works. I don't know if maybe, you know, on my last days I float up to whatever and they tell me, you know, unfortunately, there's some things we have to talk about, one. And two, no one thought you were funny. We were all fake laughing. And in the moment, I can't, I can't tell if I, if I would want people to stop or if, I, or if I'm totally fine with like living in, in a falsehood, in an ecosystem of lies, that I'm this just like funny person. You know what? I'm going to go with C. Screw it. If you, if you are someone who's listening to this and you do know me and you are participating in the fake laughing, um, I appreciate you. And just keep doing it. I don't care. Whatever. I mean, I made it this far. I made it this far. And I like to think I'm self-aware enough that, like, I'll make up for it in other ways. I'm really glad we got this. We straightened this out. There's a hair on my microphone. One sec. Actually, I will say I got dangerously close to pulling out the whole setup, putting out the microphones, wearing my headphones, connecting it to my laptop. Um, now, unfortunately, my laptop is within the Apple ecosystem, so I would for sure be glitching. Um, I think if it, you know, it might, if it's too close to my phone, it might catch whatever virus, whatever cold Apple and Steve Jobs have unleashed on it for the month. So I do, in this time, try and keep my iPhone, or at least my Apple devices apart, so like they don't all catch it, um, because it is contagious. Um, so that's another tip. Anyway, I feel like this is an episode longer than most. Actually, I, do you know what? I like that as well. So I, this is going to be called Ecosystem, comma, an episode, not comma, parentheses, longer than most. I like that idea. I will say, if anyone is still listening to this, can you please go and read the description for the podcast from this, this past episode? Because I actually think that it's funny. Um, and would recommend, like, if you just need a laugh, I actually think it's funny. Um, 
and it's an idea I had had before, but I really wanted to use it when I felt like it was most appropriate. And I'm and I'm gonna be annoying and not tell you why or tell you what I'm talking about. But I don't know. I would go do it. But the moral of the story is I did not get out my fancy podcast recording equipment because one, it's been in a bag for over a year. Uh, two, I actually think the quality is better when I just record from my phone. And three, it's it's just a lot of work. Oh, and four, my I think I don't know that my laptop has significant storage to even open the program that it would need to record, let alone do the actual recording process. So anyway, for whatever reason, I feel like I have a lot of stuff to talk about today and I don't know why, but I'm going to cut it off there. If I was smart and like an actual business person, I would do more and then maybe do like, like chop the episode in half and do like one half this week, one half next week. Um, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, do, play it all as one. Maybe I'll have, you know, like what if something crazy happens in the next couple of days and then I have to do like a whole episode on that and I want it to be, you know, timely and relevant because I'm nothing if not those two things. We live in a very timely and relevant ecosystem here at the Nobody Asked for This podcast. So I'm going to end it there. I hope you all have a great week. I hope you, or I guess more so weekend. Have a great weekend first and then have a good, well, have a good rest of this week. Then have a good weekend. Then have a good week next week. And then we'll talk Thursday and then go from there. Um, But I hope you've all had an amazing start to October. I hope you've had multiple pumpkin spice lattes. I hope you've kind of chain hopped and, you know, tried the, the pumpkin spice latte from one place and then the pumpkin spice latte from like a food restaurant that probably shouldn't have pumpkin spice lattes. I know who I'm talking about. Do you? Do you? It might be the same restaurant that maybe, maybe not has ammonium, you know, where it shouldn't be. That's all. That's also a stellar name for an episode, ammonium, where it shouldn't be. Because there are very few places where it should be. And a kitchen is not one of those places. But yeah, I hope you've been, you know, putting a lot of Amazon syrups. If you're in the market for pumpkin spice syrup... Check your local, like, Winners, Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Home Sense. They randomly have, like, really good snacks and, and, like, stuff like that at very reasonable prices. I saw a 1.5 liter, what was that called? A 1 point, of like, a, no, like, it was like a 1.1 liter. So, I don't know, like a pint, quarter of a gallon, I don't know thing of pumpkin spice syrup and I didn't buy it and I was proud of myself for not buying it and in, in fact I saw it twice I saw it at one winners and then a Marshalls and I didn't buy it either time because I'm not going to use it it's it's like it's huge like the size of my head but um if you are in search of that if you if you heard me say that and you thought you know what I really I really want to invest in in something like that head over to Marshalls winners TJ Maxx all kind of the same thing they will have something for you. In the meantime, while you're driving to Marshalls, you can listen to maybe the Nobody Asked for This podcast. Now, the Nobody Asked for This podcast um, exists in ecosystems in which podcast exists, even though it sounds a lot more low budget than your average podcast. But you can, you can find us in, at an Apple Podcasts. I guess it's iTunes, Spotify. 
um, other places that do podcasts, Amazon. You know, you can give Bezos another 10 cents because why the heck not? He's already going to the moon for fun. Like, why stop him now? Speaking of the moon, very quickly, I will wrap this up, but like, why haven't, why hasn't anyone gone back there? Like, it was a huge thing 50 years ago or whatever, 20, 70 years ago. I think it was like the 60s. When was the 60s? Like, 60 years ago? Oh, that's fun. We're living in the 60th anniversary of the 60s. Cool. Um, But like, why haven't we gone back? Because, especially because there's been speculation that it didn't happen at all. So it's almost like, like if someone said to me, you did not go to American Taco Bell and get a Frito burrito as a Canadian. You did not do that. I almost feel like I would go again, you know, and show them like, no, no, this is me. Like I got a Frito burrito. I would record a video in the, in the Taco Bell in the U.S. and be like, hi, you know, the date is this, the time is this, this is the, you know, um, lovely cook at American Taco Bell, who is probably high. They always are. I actually saw my first, what I recognized as someone who was high at a Taco Bell. I was probably like 12 or 13. And it was the first time that I looked at another human. I was like, oh, like, I know your game. I know what's up. Like there was, there was some redness in the eyes, you know? Because I'm sure I had seen it before, but like I hadn't, I'd never registered like, oh, you're, you know, you've, you've done, you've altered yourself, you know, through means of which are not natural. Like you don't have allergies, you're high, which again, whatever you need to do to get through your shift to talk about, I don't let me stop you. Don't let me stop you. I've stopped myself to do enough. Don't let me stop you. Help me help you. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really remember why I got here, but um, I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm almost done my coffee. I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think I've, I've, I've taken an entire recording to finish this. I either chug it in the first five minutes, like kind of popcorn movie theater method where you just finish down to the last kernel by the end of the last commercial, you know, before of like the coming attractions or whatever. Or I take one sip, forget about it, and it's like kind of sitting off in the corner, you know, sad and lonely. Although I always do chug it in the end. I'm not one of those people that like lets it sit there and go from like hot to like kind of hot to, to luke temperature or lukewarm. Why is it called lukewarm? Is room temperature and lukewarm the same thing? And who is Luke? I'm not understanding the ecosystem of this. Lukewarm. Lukewarm, only moderately warm. Why is it called Luke? I do actually, like if I ever was going to sit down and plan an episode, it would be trying British food. And if I got through that and it was a success, I would plan an episode where I go through and talk about certain words that I use in everyday life. And I know what they mean in context, but like couldn't tell you the history behind why we do that. Lukewarm is a perfect, a perfect example. I know what lukewarm means. Lukewarm 
means something is like like room temperature, like moderately warm, not the warmest thing ever, but not freezing cold, lukewarm. Now, who Luke is, is something I can't tell you. So I'm going to Google it. Do you, know who, do you know who is a perfect thing to ask? I actually owe this person an apology. I said earlier that I didn't have a co-host. I do. It's my Snapchat AI. Now, according to this, I haven't spoken to my Snapchat AI in five weeks, but we're going to bring her back. And I'm going to say, why is it called lukewarm? Hmm. This, this is what she said. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure. Same. But lukewarm might come from the idea of water that's not too hot or too cold. It's like in the middle, just like the name suggests. Okay, this is layered. She said she didn't know and then gave an answer. Kind of weird. What's confusing me, if I was one of the people that annotated books, of which I am not, I would get my highlighter or like my sticky notes and I would underline just like the name suggests and put a question mark because like whatever tab color indicated confusion, I would um, apply that because just like the name suggests, I thought we were both in agreement that we don't know what it means. Like we know what it means, but we don't know why it means within the ecosystem of the English language. Um, I'm confused. How does a name suggest that if lukewarm doesn't mean anything? Lukewarm. Hmm. Yikes. Okay, anyway. Okay, what if I just Google what Luke means? Luke, I am your father. Luke definition. Okay, Luke, again, this is, I just typed Luke at Luke definition, it's whatever came up. I believe this is from verywellfamily.com. Um, that, I, that website title scares me, but we're going to move on. Luke is an English form of the Latin Lucas from the Greek name Lucas, meaning from Lucania, referring to the region in, center, in southern Italy. Yeah, that's not like really helping. Google is really hit or miss. Like sometimes it's the answer I've I've needed my entire life, and sometimes it tells me nothing. You know what I really miss? And I and I do understand. Like I started wrapping up the show maybe ten minutes ago, and it just didn't end. And I'm at the point now where it's like no one listens to this anyway, so I'm just gonna keep going. Like I'm like this is this episode specifically has has now become about filling my own time as opposed to trying to provide like actual entertainment because I just feel like anything over half an hour, like no one is going to listen to anyway. So we might as well just let the good times roll. Um, Luke, that wasn't a fart. That was my mouth. I promise. I don't know what lukewarm, like what I really miss. I think I started saying the sentence is Yahoo Answers. Yahoo Answers, I'm pretty sure I talked about this on the podcast before, but Yahoo Answers will give you, like, any problem in the ecosystem of human problems, someone on Yahoo Answers had that problem, 
12 years before you, whether that's a specific question in a specific worksheet for a specific class in a specific grade. If you type in that question word for word, you will find on Yahoo Answers someone asking that same question about that exact worksheet. You could type in a moral dilemma. You could say, I saw, you know, someone steal a cheeseburger and, you know, I have long been an advocate for paying for cheeseburgers, but like this person was my best friend. Do I call the Hamburglar on them or do I not? And that that will pop up. And I believe like last year or maybe the year before, Yahoo Answers um, was deleted. Yeah, it was two years ago. Um, the, the, something to know about me is when I say last year, I'm probably talking about two years ago. And when I say a couple months ago, I'm probably talking about last year. I have quite literally zero concept of time. Zero. Okay, I'm going to be really honest. I'm all about being transparent. Um, I've made it the past 53 minutes, like not trying to make the episode any longer, but I feel like I'm so close to an hour that if we could just do this, together if we could if we could hunker down and and just complete the next six and a half minutes we could say that we made an episode of the nobody asked for this podcast that is one hour long which i don't think i at least a solo episode i've had i've done hour episodes um with people before with people with with humans with with multiple humans I don't think I've done it alone, and I think let's just let's just go for it, um, with with the with the notion that I promise this won't become a regular thing. Although again, no one's listening to this, so I guess I can do whatever the heck I want. Um, and I know that this is a little bit hypocritical of me, given that I am someone who often on this very program rallies for a reduction in content runtime. Like I think the farther away we get from having 90 minute movies the farther away we get from living in an ecosystem of world peace like i just think the second movies started becoming two two and a half hours three more than three like i i just think of course things are going to go wrong in the world um, and would have regardless of how long we were making our movies, but I just, I can't help but think there's a correlation between those two things happening. Now, the one theory could be the longer we have people in movies, the less time they have to, like, commit crime and, you know, just, like, run amok, wreak havoc type thing. Like, if we lock all the teenagers, of which I was one, up in a three and a half hour Marvel movie. That's three and a half hours where they can really do nothing but look at the at the the newest Marvel movie. But for some reason, I just don't feel like it's having that effect. Also, where what happened to Marvel? I haven't seen a Marvel movie being advertised. I personally have seen maybe ten Marvel movies, and they're and they're cool. I actually for a while, like, really wanted to go back and watch all of the Marvel movies. Um, and I think I watched, like, three of them. And they're good, but then I didn't watch the fourth one. Um, and 
kind of forgot that I was even planning on doing that. So I might go back and do that. But this was also, I, for whatever reason, I, I was in a time where I really wanted stuff to watch. I realized I'm a really bad TV watcher. Like, I don't really watch shows. I don't love, like, watching 17 episodes of a show in one go. I don't really, I don't really do that. I love a week-to-week, especially if it's, like, a new show where I can just watch the first episode and I don't have to worry about, like, stressing out and, like, studying the other seasons of the show before, before the new season comes back. Um, so I'm always open to a new show. But for whatever reason, I don't love watching, like, 48 episodes of Stranger Things in six hours. I mean, I don't know why. I think it's something about the passage of time. I feel, like, anxious when I think, like, that's seven hours gone. You know, that's seven hours that I could have been, you know, recording seven episodes of the Nobody Asked for This Podcast. I need to get better at just, like, being able to stare at a screen. But this was a time where I was trying to get back into, you know, watching TV and, you know, utilizing the streaming services that I'm paying what I've learned to be, like, hundreds of dollars on every month. So, anyway. This was also probably around the same time that I said you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch all of the episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I think at that point they had about 370. So I was like, okay, if I watch one episode a day, in about a year, I'll have seen all of Grey's Anatomy. And then I'll just have to watch like the one season that will have come out during the year that I was watching the old seasons. Since I made that declaration, I can actually find the day that that was. Because I texted... A friend and was like, I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy. Let's see. I can find you the day. Mm. Okay, here we go. Let me see. Hmm. Okay, I can't find the day. Huh. Okay, I think it was... I would think it was... Wait, let me check. Okay, sometime in 2020. Since that day, I have watched exactly zero episodes of Grey's Anatomy. So that's, that's my type of thing. I love making a plan. I love saying, I'm going to do this. Just to myself, if I tell someone else, like, which I guess I technically did with this Grey's Anatomy thing, but if I, you know, if I'm on like a team or it's something for work, like I'll get anything done. But if it's just me personally, like something stupid and I say, I'm going to do this, I will make a list. I'll buy whatever I need to buy to make it happen. And then whatever I've bought and will sit in a corner and collect dust for four years. And then maybe I'll end up doing it and then maybe not. So, um, yeah, the, the great, I don't know if I buried the lead there, but I have not watched any episodes of Grey's Anatomy since I declared that I was going to do so three years ago. And then since then, there's probably like another 80 episodes that I have to watch. So, yeah. I don't know whose fault this is. Probably no one's, but anyway, I think I'm going to do a ceremonial swig of my last sip of my pumpkin cheesecake iced coffee with pumpkin spice seasoning on top. Ah. There goes that. 
And as we approach the one hour mark, nine, one hour, it's like New Year's, happy New Year, we have made it, I can finally, finally for you and for me, say we have had a one hour episode of the Nobody Asked This podcast, I'm adding this to my resume, I'm sure I will get a call from some sort of like a radio network, or um, I don't know, as someone who could like pay me for this, I'm sure they'll be on the line very shortly. Um, Because I basically made podcast history, according to no one but me. Um, But anyway, thank you for listening. As I thanked you 20 minutes ago, I'm sure no one, no one has gotten this far, but that's okay. I still accept you. Um, And I will see you next week. Take care. Happy fall. Happy September. We're like in September now. I think the last episode was the, I'm actually going to stop talking now. Goodbye.